0: Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM eighty nine point three. Good morning. It's the breakfast huddle. I'm Elliot Danker. Willie King with me right now to take on the bigger picture. Willie, uh, we're looking at caution this Friday morning as we try and wrap up the week. And, and just as a quick recap, we started the week optimistic for two days. We started the quarter very optimistic with what we picked up from the U.S. And then nerves started settling in, and now it's all about awaiting that key jobs report later tonight. Yeah, I mean, you see, Elliot, there's a slight balm, you know, in the middle of the week where the market sort of rolls. And then after that, it came down because of the more than, better than expected jobs data which Mm. came in and also on the Friday's data. So, let's try to dig deeper into what's really going on in the markets right now. And here with me this morning is Jeremy Tan, CIO of Tiger Brokers Singapore. Hey, good morning, Jeremy. How are you, man? Morning, Willie. Hey, hello. So, let's kick off, you know, with the broad market overview, right? You know, let us... No, you know what has been causing the recent market rebound this week. And are markets bottoming out?
1: Sure, if you look at the earlier week, we have seen the job openings stumble in August. There was a 10% drop to about 10 million job openings. And markets were really starting to be more optimistic at the start of the week, thinking that you know, the jobs market is actually easing right now because they were actually expecting an 11 million number in terms of job openings. But I think one thing to point out is that, uh, you know, this is still premature. There's still a very, very large ratio in terms of the number of available workers to the number, uh, basically the number of available uh, jobs. Mm. So if you look at the right now, um, the Friday numbers, the non-farm payrolls are suggesting that the numbers were coming at about two hundred and fifty to two hundred and seventy five thousand that is still uh, too strong and basically one data point is still not able to let us understand whether the job market is still easing, and this is really still far. You know, more hot than the mm. uh, what Federal Reserve is actually looking at. Mm. They will really want that that ratio to come off uh, to see that the ultra tight labor market is slowing down. And yep. because job markets are actually a primary driver of inflation. As you see that, you know, this year, the hourly wages have been rising by about 5%. Mm. And, you know, that has been uh, one of the drivers of inflation. So we see that, you know, the Friday numbers will continue to remain hot. And even if there is a miss in that number, the Federal Reserve will not pivot or, or change their hawkish stance. Mm.
0: So you think that they will just maintain their hockey stand going forward? I mean, you see the Fed officials still speaking and how they have actually maintained this kind of rate hike going forward. Now, coming on to what the Fed has been speaking, we're also looking towards the November US midterm elections. So can you tell us more about this and what are the implications for the market?
1: Yep, the... Midterm elections is actually arriving very, very soon in November. I think that will add an uh, additional element of overhang, given that you know historically it has been seen that the uh, the ruling party will actually lose more seat. And based on the uh, current polls that we have seen right now, is that for the Democrats to actually lose more seat in the House. While actually holding on uh, to the their control in the Senate, so I think there will be more potential uh, for more gridlock in the current government, and that will actually mean uh, you know more legislative or policy risk. Uh, for the government, and I think there will be actually more distractions when they should be, you know, coming out with more policies that uh, you know improve the economy as we actually brace for a slowdown or even a recession in the next twelve months. Mm. Uh, they should be coming out with more uh, supply side policies, uh, you know, such as the uh, Inflation Reduction Act that was being signed by uh, President Biden. Um, so I think that uh, you know there will be more overhang until we are. Uh, Certain after the uh, midterm elections, and however, we think that uh, you know we should not let uh, politics affect our investing. We should still concentrate on uh, fundamentals of our stocks.
0: Mm, mm, yeah. So always points down to the fundamentals when it comes to investing. Um, moving shifting away from elections, can we look at the oil outlook? I mean, we recently see how. OPEC has cut productions by two million barrels a day, and we have seen oil prices coming off. You know, from a three months high from $120 to about $80 per barrel. What is the outlook on oil right
1: now? Yep, if you look at the oil market, that has been very very volatile since June when prices uh, reached a high of $120. That has uh, corrected to below $80. And recently, uh, in the month uh, of October, just uh, the last seven days, oil prices have climbed by about 10% on news that the OPEC Plus will be cutting the oil output by about 2 million barrels per day. Mm. However, I think the real impact to oil markets will be about 1 million barrels per day because they have been missing their production targets. Uh, we think that this was quite surprising given that, you know, they have been very concerned since that price have dropped by about a third. Uh, mm. However, you know, the inventories are still actually quite uh, tight. So they are concerned that uh, prices are going to fall further because that the demand destruction that's happening with uh, higher rates, slower global growth. So we think that, you know, uh, despite that, you know, coming into the end of the year, into the winter months, uh, the G7 countries will be having a phase sanction on Russia. So I think oil could find a firmer footing given that uh, you know, it has found a recent flaw.
0: Mm-hmm. Just a follow-up question on this. Do you think oil prices
1: will recover from here? I think it will probably stay range-bound. Our estimates are probably around 80 to $90. Uh, that's where oil prices would be in, uh, given the upcoming sanctions. However, uh, you know that's Without a doubt, we need to also look at the uh, ge- overall geopolitical tensions that's currently happening, uh, regards to Russia and Ukraine. Whether that actually starts to worsen from here.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. Recently, we also seen the global currency sell off, and you can see how the dollar strength have continued. You know, to rise against other major basket of currencies. You know, is this going to inflict more pain for the markets?
1: Yep. I think dollar has seen very very strong. Um, Trend in in recent times, I think the dollar, uh, given the the backdrop of the high interest rate differentials versus uh, you know the the Bank of Japan, the uh, the Eurozone that was also in uh, negative interest debt, and recently you know they they actually reverted back to positive. So dollar strength will likely continue because uh, you know interest rates are continuing to rise. If you look at the dot plot, the median rates are expected to rise to 4.4% and Mm. 4.6% by 2022 and 2023. Mm. So that interest rate differential will continue to drive dollar strength against other major currencies. So will that cause more pain for markets? I think yes, for sure. Uh, You know, major other central banks, for instance, like the Bank of Japan and the Bank of England, have been scrambling intervention policies to really prevent flight from their uh, 10-year bonds or flight from their currencies. So we do think that there could be more uh, volatilities
0: in the currency markets mm. moving on to the uk here you know we have recently seen how the new government the least trust government has reversed you know her actions against tax cuts and on top of that you see you know the the bond yield spike the bank of england uh, intervening the market how do you see uk's situation unfolding and the implications for the markets
1: I think for UK I think it is really in a very very challenging situation right now because they are facing uh, inflation that is really much higher than the rest of the world given that they are right in smack you know in the in the where where the uh, war is actually hapice- uh, happening in the epicenter of the war and to make things worse you know the government has been cutting taxes uh based on the 45 billion unfunded tax cuts that has resulted in the uh, collapse of the pound. The energy relief measures that they are uh, coming up is also really uh, dipping into the the, the the wallets of the government. Mm-hmm. So we think that you know the with all this said, the uh, the UK economy will likely uh, go into a, uh, a, a stagflation or, or recession um, scenario likely in the next 12 months. Uh, So I think that is really uh, bad. And initial numbers from PMI uh, and business activities are already showing that. And I think UK really right now is uh, an area where we would like to avoid for now.
0: Yep. So many moving parts. I mean, thank you, Jeremy, for giving us a broad overview of what's going on in the markets and its implications. Thank you very much, Jeremy, and I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.